Hey everyone, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Wednesday, October 7th. And I'm here with uh, my good friend, uh, Miss Dearly Francis Chan. You can say what's up, Francis. <laughs> this is I audio, guess, not like, video. I know, I'm, I'm new to this. You um, looked at me nervous, like, get nervous in like, front of video. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I miss you too. <laughs> is that what I'm supposed to say? No. You're supposed to, yes, you are supposed to say that. No, I really you're supposed do. to say you're sending me a gift package from China, of, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the goodies from there, all that yeah. stuff. Good um, God, I love it. Um, okay, so uh, Francis taught this last Sunday at our, at our church. Um, I, I found that like you were just roasting us at the beginning of your teaching. I love it. Just typical, like such so, classic Francis. I don't even remember what I said. I forget. You're like... You know, I used to teach there all the time, but Dave hadn't invited me back after this one teaching. And I guarantee you, most of the five people were like, wow, I wonder why Dave hasn't invited him back. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I just loved it. Um, anyway, so you taught on the wrath of God, which I think is when you, you and I were talking about this series and, it, and us doing a, a series on the characteristics, attributes of God, especially going into election and being in the middle of COVID, like what is the unchangeability of God? Um, well, you said, you know, wrath of God is something that I really feel like, like I really want to press into. And I was like, I think that's really good. I, I've been talking a little bit about like judgment, dripping that in the last few teachings. We don't know that if our world is even under the judgment of God, if our nation in America is under the judgment of God, we just don't know. And it's best when you don't really know. I mean, you're, you're, you're very, very prophetic and even like, even under, even I would say like a, both a new Testament and old Testament, like yoke, like God has given you a very prophetic voice. Um, and you know, we don't, we don't necessarily have those old Testament, like this is the, the judgment of God sort of people in the church. But if, if we read the Bible at all, we see that if it, God judges and his wrath is part of his character, part of what makes him the other side of his, like his love, like, love if you've ever been like i'm new a new parent but wrath and judgment is a part of love you know if you're a parent you understand this really well um but uh with wrath like i think the and judgment i think the most important thing is to recognize it and to go even if so what do we do as a how do we see it and then what do we do as followers of god yeah so i guess the first question is like practical what is what would the wrath of god feel like in our life and practically? Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of things. One, we have to differentiate between the wrath of God and his discipline as a parent. Um, and so, you know, some of that now, I've had 20 something years of disciplining um, multiple children. That's that it's different. It's not like I'm pouring my wrath out upon them. Um, I discipline them because I'm teaching them and, and so we want to be careful, uh, and that's a whole different topic to, to really yeah. think about. You just need to know there's two different things that we're talking about. He talks about how he disciplines those he loves, and then there's a wrath that's reserved for his enemies. And um, I, I, one passage that comes to mind is, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the sermon or not, but that Romans 2 verses... Uh, four and five it says do you presume 
on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance, but because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Hmm. I think that's a great passage to look at, you know, Romans 2, um, because it kind of puts everything in perspective and, and shows you um, how God's attributes are all linked together. Uh, they don't cancel each other out. They're just there. And I don't know that in our tiny little human minds, like I talked about those eyelash bug minds, you know. Dude, that was so nasty. It's crazy. It's crazy that was happening in my eye last night. Okay, so um, you, you just realize, okay, God, you are so kind, so patient, and, and that should lead me to change my life. And if I don't, I'm storing up wrath for myself. Like, that's a crazy thought of the extremity of his kindness and patience for you. And yet at the same time, he, Paul's saying, you need to be mindful of what you're doing on the flip side. See, and, and I think a lot of times in churches, man, we want to be the encourager and we want to talk about his kindness and everything else. But my point is that passage is a perfect microcosm of it. It's, it's always his his love and his, you know, but it's, it's also the severity of his wrath yeah. and the two go together. And both of those things should lead us to repentance. So yeah. it's like, Oh, God's been so patient, so kind to me. Ah, oh, Lord, I can't believe, you know, everything I've done, everything I've thought. And, and it's your kindness that you haven't punished me. And, okay, Lord, I'm going to follow you because you are so loving, so kind, so patient with me. But then there's this other side. If you don't, um, you're actually adding to this account. You're storing up wrath just as we are achieving. Um, you know, he promises us these rewards that we're earning in heaven um, by doing things that no one else knows about. Um, but in the name of Jesus, to lift him up. You know, there are other passages that talk about a storing up of wrath. And it's, it's just very real. And, and it's, you know, if you had asked me, like, right off the top of my head, okay, what do you want to talk about attributes of God? Wrath wasn't the first thing that came to my mind. But as I thought and prayed, it was clearly where God was leading me because of the end times feel of this season and you go gosh this is the days of noah and i will be noah if everyone thinks i'm crazy fine um but i'll be noah lord i'll i'll do it i'll be john the baptist I'll, 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 if that's my calling of course i hate being hated and don't look forward to beheading but i'll do it um and so it just felt that way like god was saying now say this, say this to Reality Church. Yeah, and I deeply appreciate it. I think it, it level sets some things for us because I think um, oftentimes uh, the love of God is seen as a mushy, God won't judge anyone, 
um, in the end, you know, his love will just kind of sort all the goodness, all good out, you know? And because that's not balanced with the judgment of God, the wrath of God, the anger of God inside of his, his love and holiness, um, it kind of messes us up. It will mess us up. And we won't see the fact that our sin separates us from God. Our sin, like Romans says, stores up wrath and doesn't, and, it, it, and even the beauty of the cross gets lost, you know? We start to not, and you you pointed out in your sermon too, the beauty of the cross gets lost that, you know, in Second Corinthians um, uh, 5, 19, that it says that God was in Christ reconciling the word to himself. Like there's even something so insane that God would take on his own wrath in Jesus. Um, he would absorb, he would take it for us. If you miss that, if you miss the rough part, you forget the beauty of the cross gets lost in there. I think it's really, really important. Um, so you said you brought this up in your sermon, and then right now, because this feels like the end times, like mm -hmm. our world feels like it's living, we're living through. Like if I had the emotional energy, I would teach through Revelation right now. I just don't, <laughs> I don't have the emotional capacity right now. Um, but it does feel like it. It feels like end times. Um, and you've talked about being ready for Jesus' return. Let's just talk about that for a second. What does it look like to be ready for, how do you be ready for Jesus' return? And how do we like, our salvation draws nigh, like look up for your salvation draws nigh, like it's yeah. drawing near. How do we do that? What does that look like practically for the follower of Jesus? I, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, Matthew 24, 12, when he says, because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. So it's the wow. love, yep. like, okay, we know even those that aren't as old as I am, you know the world is moving further and further away from a biblical morality. Um, it, and and uh, it, it's just, it's, it's crazy how fast we're heading that direction yeah. so because of that he says there's something in the increase of lawlessness that's going to affect our love for him which doesn't totally make sense to me but i i get it in the sense that this plus this equals this um i don't i don't get how it happens i just do see it happening um and so it's, it's one of those things to be aware of where you go, okay, God, is my love growing cold? Is there a way that my passion is growing cold? It could be that as the world gets more wicked, I feel good just being one step ahead of them. I'm not as yeah. wicked as them. You know, I still believe in this. And they go worse. It's like, oh, well, I'm still not as bad. We kind of follow rather than as the world goes this way i go this way and said, yeah yeah and i'm going no 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 no. like my love for jesus i mean even just yesterday even today um dwelling on the mystery of john 14 to 17 and the oneness that where i'm going okay so i'm created in the image of god that, you know, we, we, we think so physical. Oh, so does God have arms and does he have eyes and eyebrows? No, no, no. I'm created in the image of this God 
who has been in perfect relationship, like three in one unity, um, created in the image of a Trinitarian God who says, who Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, and my Father and I will actually live inside of you, that I'm made more than just material, physical, like mm. there's a real way. It's not just, oh, that's cute, he abides in me. No, like I, there's some literal, very literal sense that God and I are literally one because it's the way that I've been created. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and me. Like we are all one. And, and just a couple days ago, dwelling on that, just in tears going, you know, just imagining my spirit that God himself is jealous for and he in heaven and just picturing us like, oh God, I just, I love that we're one. I love you. I love you. And just, just weeping that, man, I am one with God. And Jesus made this all possible. And so my love is actually increasing mm -hmm. and heading this direction as the world goes this way. And so just for you guys to look at your life right now and go, man, am I doing this? Yeah. Uh, and my love is growing cold or am I actually more in love with Jesus and enjoying him during this specific time um, than ever? I think that's the best way to prepare yourself for the return is by being deeply in love with the bridegroom. Wow. I think, I think that's like such a perfect like mental picture of the like the world drawing further and further away from God, the Christian's job to fall deeper and deeper in love with God. And, and by doing that, you would somehow fulfill what Jesus says, like you are salt and light in the world. And I think that if you are not ready or, th or looking at the Lord's return as being imminent, like it can happen any minute, and, and in, in many ways, you're like, you, you actually are looking around going, it might be right now. If you're not doing that, I think you've left the, the, the biblical imagination of the New Testament. You've left like the way that the New Testament church and writers saw their lives. Like you are ready for the next stage in, um, in God's uh, like kingdom. You're, you're waiting for the next stage in God's unfolding plan. Jesus. Um, cross holy spirit poured out church birth and he's returning and they thought it was happening in their lifetime and i think every faithful christian has thought it was happening in their lifetime since then and we need to care and i think something like an event like this should like 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 allow the church to say oh no no it actually might be in our generation and we want it to be in our generation we want jesus we maranatha come where we want it to happen yes. and to, and to not think that what I think would be to leave the, the biblical world of the New Testament, right? Yeah, and I know that it's confusing for some people because they think, wait, but that generation thought it and that generation thought it and it looked that way. And uh, I had a professor who explained it this way. He said, um, it's kind of like, um, you know, when uh, it's, it's dinner time, you know, 
and you know it because you can smell the food mm. uh, or you hear cooking in the kitchen and then then you start smelling okay it's it's getting close and then you look at the table and now the silverware is out it's like okay now i know dinner's coming and then um I don't know, you, you know, there's so many things that, that can happen and say, like, okay, it's getting close. The meal's gonna come out, we're gonna get to eat soon. But now it feels like the candles are lit. And mm -hmm. okay, now you're going, okay, now I can see, it can only last so much longer. You know, they wouldn't have lit the candle. You know, it just seems like over time is like the tablecloth was put then the silverware then the plates and then the cooking and then the smell and now it's like okay the candles have burned down a little bit it's it's got to be coming soon that's what it yeah. feels like yeah um, i don't know even watching like certain things like um you shouldn't watch too much netflix but watching like, <laughs> the documentaries like history 101 when it is showing like this world can't last <laughs> you know you just go yeah. this is crazy or a social dilemma or whatever yep we're gonna yeah. kill ourselves it, it's just it's different now when you look at the the speed of which our world is deteriorating you go oh the candles are lit and it looks like they're halfway down and it's it, he, he wouldn't have lit them you know if it wasn't yeah. coming soon. So that's, that's kind of the feel I get where I, I think we're all looking at the world and going, it, it, this can't last. There's too many things that have happened in the last couple of years even. That yeah. And I don't think it's a, it leads to an escapism. It's not like, now let's escape the world. It leads us to, I, I believe it should lead us to a way of evangelism, witnessing, um, making our like Jesus tells parables of being ready like our hearts ready our love for God like we're ready to meet the Lord Jesus mm -hmm. we're ready and I think that should be the posture of every Christian in every generation and it's not that we have to predict it it's not like we're going to predict it in this in this way and they're wrong we're wrong it, it's okay if we're wrong we are to posture ourselves mm -hmm. that the return of the Lord is near and as we yeah. look at our world, we're like, it really looks like it's soon. Yeah. That shouldn't yeah. scare us. This should yeah. draw us to like worship. This should draw us to repentance. This should all the things you were saying in your sermon should draw us to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even what we were talking about, you know, before the this recording about man, our heart for unity, Christ's yeah. heart for unity. I mean, the 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 church, especially in America is more divided than ever and you've got all these you know yeah self-proclaimed geniuses that are just pushing for more division and no follow me because everyone else is off meanwhile you just see like christ and his desire for oneness in his children um and there'll be many voices pushing division like i'll stay away from lomas you know because of this Stay away from Francis, stay away from this guy, stay just, and, and it's very tempting to go, you know what, screw you all, I'm going to grab my little circle and we'll just, and it's like, no, 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 that's not what Christ wanted. And he's coming back for his church and he wants to see us together. And so I don't, I, I just want to 
love on you, love on whoever. I want him to find, like that's part of the, that's a major, major part of the repentance, according yeah. to scripture, is our oneness, because it shows that, that he has really destroyed that pride of, oh, my theology is so far superior than yours, you know, you little charismatic yeah. or you goofy little conservative or whatever it may be. And it's just like, no, I'm shocked that I'm a part of the body of Christ. Um, okay, I, I, I think about it like this. I, I just thought about this this morning. It's kind of like, let's say you were rich, which you're not, um, but like you're just like so filthy, rich, famous, which you're not. Any of that, but let's just say you're whoever. Let, let, actually, let's not use you. Let's let's say like. Well, you already used me for. Yeah, that's fine. Might as well tell a speech illustration. Let's say Steph Curry or something. Okay. Um, let's say you got invited to Steph's house for a party. You're just going, oh my gosh, what in the world? I, I'm in this party. I don't belong here. Um, I'm not as cool as everyone here. I'm not as rich as everyone here. I'm not as well known as everyone here. I'm in here. The last thing you would think to do is start a fight with one of his kids. <laughs> you don't walk into a party. <laughs> you're just like, I am in over my head. I know what I'll do. I'll start fighting with his kids. Like, that's stupid. And we should be people that are going, are you kidding me? You're telling me I'm invited into this union with the creator of the universe. And so I know what I'll do. I'll start picking fights with his kids. No, you're, you're just going, I don't belong in this party. I don't belong in this body. I don't, God, why did you, why am I here? Why in the heck am I here? I don't belong in here. And I'm just freaking out that I'm in this room. Um, like there's just, even in, in a human sense, there's just this courtesy of the host of the party and I can't believe he invited me in, that we have to look at one another. And the last thing we're thinking is to fight with one of his children. Um, but I just, it's, it's like that picture just came to my mind this morning. And I, I just feel like for us to really love being a part of the body means the last thing we're thinking about is creating disunity or starting fights uh, with the host's children. Gosh. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I mean, gratitude and humility will go a long way. Mm. Gratitude and humility. <clears throat> That's what I hear you saying. I'm just so grateful to be brought into the family of God yeah. and so humble to think that I'm not better than this person and I don't know more than this person. And um, Sounds like the way of Jesus to me. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for pouring into our church community. Like I said at the very beginning, um, I miss you just you know, being with you and eating really good food and playing golf and hanging out. Um, uh, but thank you for just, you know, I think that I'm, I'm getting to a, an age in ministry and in life where I'm realizing the need for um, fathers and mothers and even heroes of the faith that people to look up to like you know paul said imitate me as i imitate christ like people that we look up to like i want to become like them and i i'm just grateful for you because i really feel like you are 
not to put you on a pedestal because I've been around you enough to know that, you know, you're not going to go on a pedestal, but you are, you are someone to be, to be admired and, and, and honored. And not just that, but like become, be, follow, follow, become like this person as this person becomes like Christ. We need those. We need models. We need like imitation people to imitate. That's how we learn. That's how we grow up as kids. My daughter imitates me. And I think we need fathers and mothers in the faith that you imitate them as they imitate Christ. So thank you for being that Francis for me and for our church and, the no, church that you led here in San Francisco. And, and so, yeah, yeah. thank you so much. That seriously means a lot to me. And, uh, and I, I just, I just want to say to you and to reality church, like I'm so grateful for the stand you guys have taken on the word of God and where, you know, it'd be very easy to follow and just go, well, we're holier still, we're still more sanctified um, but I've really seen you guys hold the line and that's not easy in San Francisco. Um, and so I praise God for you guys and whatever attacks you've gotten or whatever else for staying true to scripture, man, I praise God for you. Praise God for the stand you've taken and so grateful. And I do miss you too. I haven't touched a golf club since I've been out here. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just haven't had a lot of fun, but it's all right heaven that's right no yeah no <laughs> surfing no golfing here in Hong Kong <laughs> alright man peace to you right. thank you so much 